Now on the tee, it's Maddie and the Caddy. Here's Matt Barry and Michael Collins. Live golf is back, and so are your boys. <laughs> Maddie and the Caddy, your weekly tee box dysfunction alongside the Caddy. Michael Collins. I am the Maddie. M-A-T-T-Y, the word and, C-A-D-D-I-E, that is both Instagram and Twitter, of which you can pick fights with us throughout the day, all day, every day. We would expect nothing less from the patrons. Before we get started, we have someone we want to tell you about for e-commerce businesses. Shipping in two days or less is the new standard. As a growing business, how can you keep up? Introducing Shippo, your business's new secret weapon. Shippo. Shippo. It's the only shipping software for growing businesses that you can start today, set up in minutes, and then ship today. Because they ship hundreds of millions of packages. Shippos. Shippos. Discount save you up to 90% off carrier rates. Simply connect your online store to Shippo. Shippo. No coded or technical expertise required. They instantly identify the lowest shipping rates from 55 plus top global carriers like UPS, United States Postal Service, FedEx, and DHL. Your order's automatically pulled in and ready to go. Just click print and ship. Plus, automated return labels are free. You only pay if your customers use them. Companies that use Shippo. Shippo! Thousands of dollars, free up hours of valuable time, and on average grow 77% year over year. Join over 100,000 companies like Goat, Hims, MeUndies, who are saving up to 90% off carrier rates with Shippo. Shippo! For our listeners, they are offering their best discount available anywhere. Get a shipping consultation and Shippo Pro plan six-month trial for free at goshippo.com slash Maddie. Nope, not Try to get the information out. <laughs> Go Shippo, S-H-I-P-P-O dot com slash Maddie. That's up to $700 value for free at goshippo.com slash Maddie. S-H-I-P-P-O. Go right now, get your shipping consultation and Shippo Pro Plan Plus month trial for free at goshippo.com slash Maddie. Okay. Uh, Caddy, the tea box is yours. Where would you like to begin? Well, we got to start with uh, this past weekend and yeah. your uh, your pity, your little pity sport. <laughs> just the look on your face. Which I've never <laughs> Just the look on your face, which I'm going to give you credit. I have been using the term pity sports and giving you credit a lot with well, all the radio interviews and uh, phoners that I've been doing and talking to people. Um, and I'm going to, I, I have to admit this. Most people, when I use the term and give you that credit are cool with it, are cool with using that term and agree. Yeah, it's a pity sport. And, but the flip side is they don't care. No one cares. No one cares. that It's show me something, just anything to take away from what is reality in my life. And that's where I was like, cool. Now, looking back at this weekend, there's a couple of things. I guess the easiest part is the 
interaction between the four players. Was it compelling? No. Because I think someone got to him. Because the youngest guy in the group, Matt Wolf, threw out a line on the third hole. Correct. That was like, oh, yes, here we go. Where when he was, he tried to hit this giant drive on a par five, got it in this sandy waste area. And as he stepped in, it's a sandy waste area. And he's stepping in to hit the shot. And he goes, hey, DJ, is this a bunker or a waste area? Is it which is it a was it a and then he goes, never mind. And kind of smirk laughs to himself, which is a shot at DJ for what happened in 2010 at the PGA Championship in Whistling right. Straight. With, right. With the bunker slash waste area. Yep. So and it was one of those. Two things. One, the camera never caught DJ's reaction, which I was told he gave a not happy glare. <laughs> also, with yes, that's and so it was like, yo, you know what? And Rory, when Wolf and Ricky Wolf especially didn't concede a putt to Rory, and Rory hits the putt, he goes, I don't know if you noticed, but I won. Two FedEx cups. I don't know. It was twenty five million dollars, and that was cute, but it wasn't a real needle like what Wolf did to DJ. Yeah. But after that line was thrown out, nothing. Like someone went to Wolf and said, "Oh, hey man, don't." That was a little. That was a little. Correct. But it's. But that's you know what? If we're playing a real match and it's just friends on the golf course, and we're wearing shorts and goofing off and having a good time. Like, I'm, I want to win. Yes. Okay. So good. I'm glad you laid this out because here's a couple of things. I will okay. tell you the, the only two redeeming things from this air quote match that we had over the, the over the weekend. Okay. There were, there were two in my opinion. That's it. Okay. Top, first and foremost, money for charity. That is the 100% winner in this whole thing, which was over charity. $5 million raised. Yep. Awesome. So that, Awesome, tailor made. Congratulations. Yep. Awesome. The second redeeming thing from Pity Match 2020 was watching, one, these, dudes carry their, watching these dudes carry their own bags. That was it. I loved watching them carry their own bags. Really? Yes. And you know what? It just proves they don't need caddies. Yes. Yeah, no, actually, I think that's, yeah, you better make that face right there. You lucky <laughs> like, said it. You better hey, said, say that and duck. Wait, no, what? Hear, let me hear me out. Not not in perpetuity. Hear me out. If we're so worried about all this stuff going forward, when they do get back to golf at Colonial, why not for like a, the first few tournaments have these dudes just carry their bags and play until until we figure this out and then integrate the caddies back in? I'm not saying forever. Because that's that's not that's that'd be like saying we're going to play eight man football. Hey, for college and pros, for the first couple, we're going to play eight-man because it's safer. Because no. there's less people hitting each other. Oh, you yeah. know, no, you know what the comparable would be to that? Would be comparable. Flag. With, Let's know. play flag football. Yeah. It would, it would be like, hey, we're going to remove the offensive coordinators from the field for the first month of the season to create. No, not nah, because there's plenty of offensive coordinators that already do their job from up in but the it's booth, not, But I'm it's, not removing someone who's playing. I'm removing. But an you're you are removing. You are removing a written required element to the game of golf. I in get the, 
Well, that's it. what I'm saying. So well, it's like, but, but unprecedented times call for unprecedented measures, and so yes, I but you don't want to change. You, you can't change the. You can't change the heart of the game. Really, and players you can't and change the Masters to November. Yes, but you know what we're not doing at the Masters? We're not using carts. Which we should. No. Are oh. you oh yes, you'll never get in. That's I'm, it. It's no more no more egg salad for you ever. There you go. But I like I just loved seeing that. I loved seeing that I love six. It was great. Yeah, I that part of it was really cool too. But overall, it was exactly what I said. It was just it was not compelling. Okay, but that's here's, and you go ahead and you can agree. Go ahead. No, I'm gonna I'm say it's gonna hurt. Go ahead. No, I don't. I, I what well, I said that it was. <laughs> I wasn't watching it for to think like, oh, coming down the stretch, it's gonna be drama, golf. Like I was just watching it to see four guys playing match play, talking smack, having a good time again, so that as everyone at home is going through a bunch of crap not being back to normal, seeing something that was similar to normal felt good. Yeah, no, that, yeah, exactly. I think the one question that it you did get raise. That in for three holes. Well, yeah, <laughs> but the one question it did raise for me, shorts. Love it. I don't know one person that said that they, that they looked unprofessional. No, and no, I, I don't, love- I just, I don't think you, you're making a requirement that everyone has to wear shorts, but I think that they should at least have the option so that guys who want to wear shorts can wear shorts. The thing I liked about watching them carry their own bags was that, well, where were all those big giant staff bags that the caddies got to lug around? Yeah. And, and what is amazing about the carry bags is if companies were smart and the only guy I know right now, whose company is real smart about it, is Ricky Fowler and Cobra. Cobra Puma, he carries a carry bag for tournaments, and he's been doing it for over a year. Because Cobra Puma has realized that, hey, guess what? You know who's buying staff bags? No one. No one. No one. No. I've There's always one. wondered that. You know, It's funny you say that. Because yeah. I was at a golf shop in Florida uh, pre all of this stuff when I was still going back and forth. And they had a couple in the golf shop for sale. And I'm like, well, who the hell is going to buy? And how long have they been sitting there? (laughs) Probably forever. They were probably going to give one a a BOGO, buy one, get one. Because you're right. You can't. Who's who's going to use that? Yeah. Even if you ride on a cart all the time. And if you do ride on a cart, they make specific cart bags that are actually more user friendly than. Ergonomical? Then a staff bag? Well, yeah, I guess you could say ergonomical for putting in the back of a cart, I guess. But I just, I think, you know, in a move like that, even guys who ride on carts don't use staff bags. Or most of the time, guys who are in carts, I don't even see them using cart bags. They all carry stand bags and whatnot because they're lightweight. They're easy to transport. They're easy to get in and out of of trunks and cars and, and that part of it I was fascinated with. And I just, I don't understand people's argument of it took everything in my essence for one media member who's a, a acquaintance, not necessarily a good friend. Cause me and him have 
we've had a lot of arguments and at times could have probably come to blows. He was he wants uh they should be you know, look at the Hogan pictures and you know, you never saw Hogan wearing shorts. But I'm like, that's in an era when they were also wearing three piece suits that were made of heavy wool. Right, and so oh yeah, you know what else was not there when Hogan was playing as Seminole? Black people. So you want to go back to then too, mother like <laughs> Yeah, so, no, no one's trying to dress like Bagger Vance. Yeah, like, be a ball. And they, in football, they played with leather helmets. Want to go back to that? Right. Like, that's, come on, man. Well, that's how it's professional looking. Like, no, it's not necessarily. Like, people don't even go into work anymore wearing three-piece suits. You know no. what I mean? People don't fly on airplanes wearing three-piece suits. Well, if you I, miss that, here's here's the, the the kicker for me on stuff like this is, it doesn't prevent you from doing it. If you like it so much, and usually the people that are complaining about it, I never see them dressed that way. Well, and the other thing is, too, is is just throughout the course of time, there's an evolution in everything we do in sport. And the one thing that I believe has held back golf for a long time is similar to what's held baseball back for a long time, is a refusal to adapt to the now. And... There are certain rules and sanctities and that, that, that it, you must adhere by with both sports. But there are certain areas like shorts and certain things where it's like, all right, we could probably adapt because I'll say this. 99.9% of the people who play this game and love it play it in shorts. Yeah, that's what I don't understand. If you're trying to reach your audience, then maybe you should appear similar to your audience and – but golf is it's not like golf hasn't been a sport where they enjoy taking the time to look down their noses at yeah at, well and at that's people sometimes so but i mean look getting back to what happened this past weekend it was fun to see those guys out there and it was wild to see on the that playoff hole Ricky step up crunch time and couldn't hit the green with a wedge which yeah. was that was wild man that was wild to see because it that tells you that even in moments like that no fans no nothing around those guys can still feel it oh yeah still feel it a little bit and which, they by the way talked about it it added to my theory that golf without fans is stupid it just looks stupid no why because i want fans i'm sorry let me ask you a question when you are watching a guy stand over a shot on the tee box, are they showing fans? Nah, they're showing you the guy but in the fairway. you can feel it and hear it. No, you can't feel it. You cannot feel it. When You're a guy's in the fairway, fans I'm not, no, into- I'm, I'm not anti-fans. But, but look at when you were watching that, it's like, that looks stupid. They're at Seminole Golf Club, which is amazing, by the way. Yeah. And they're just walking around with no one there. Stupid. Let me- let me ask you a question. Let me ask you this question. You. So the Hero World Challenge. Yeah. They allow fans, but there's only 100 people there. You never complained about that looking stupid. Yeah, you've also never heard me say how great it is. Yeah, but it that you the reason that you didn't say that it wasn't great wasn't because of there being a lack of fans. No, it's not. But it, the whole world package, I'm like, oh, Hero World, no cut event. Yeah, I'll give it a shot for a day, for a little bit during the day. But I'm not. I don't but, like. 
but the lack of fans there didn't take away from your enjoyment of watching golf being played. Like when Tiger was made, when Tiger made his comeback there, and he oh made a God. run you're on set. You're, you're comparing the comeback of the greatest player to ever pick up a club. No, what I'm what I'm trying to point out is the fact that when stuff like that happens, you could care less about the fans. That's my point. My point is, I'm not saying that fans don't add an aspect to it. I'm not saying that we as fans are used to seeing a certain element in the background of a picture. That's the thing, which we're used to seeing that element in the background. Listen, how's how's Korean baseball doing when they tried to fake it? You know, what you want? Because we can put some dolls in the stands. <laughs> I, have a whole, I have a whole take on the dolls. I don't think... Like, and they had masks on. Why? If there's sex dolls, too, why? With the I masks? See, I don't, I don't here's get it. my take on that. And we got to, we've got a little bit of news coming out this morning with golf, so we'll, we'll get to that. I don't think they bought them. I think they tried to just buy something that looked like people. Humans. I don't think they bought them because they were sex dolls. They were like, oh, what can we put... Oh, we could put these dolls out there. Yeah, yes, they were sex dolls. But where else are you gonna? What other kind of human-looking well, dolls are hanging around? And that's the what my my where I give them a little bit of leeway too is the amount of them. If you're gonna buy a thousand dolls, human mannequin-looking things, and you go, look, man, I've been looking. I got one spot that got twenty mannequins. I got another spot that got right. you know fifteen mannequins. And you're like, man, I found this one company got fifteen hundred. We can get everything that we need. We'd be like, what are they? I don't know. They're like latex based stuff. They're whatever. They're mannequins. Get them. All right, grab them before someone else does. And then it's like, oh no, uh oh, how come they all came in plain brown paper <laughs> wrapping? And they were indistinguishable from a package. Yeah. yeah, how come there's no markings on this packaging? Like, uh oh. But it, then at the same time, it's like, you know what? Eh, they're not moving, so it's not like they're doing anything explicit anyway. But this is my point. My point is, if the biggest if the biggest fault of golf is not having fans in the background, then you know what? Just don't Correct. have the fans. So what? Like, problem, it's not going to take. It. It's not going to take away from me watching. It's not going to take away from me watching. So I thought that. I thought, as usual, it could have been better. And that's the biggest fear for what's coming up this weekend. You know, for what's coming up this weekend is Tiger and Phil, and Phil already being like, "Oh, this time it's going to be different." Be like, "Okay, okay, Mayweather. Okay, all right, Conor McGregor. Right. Like, right. come on, man." You fooled me once. I'm not. There's no sex in That's the champagne why. room. Stop telling me that the dance is going to be <laughs> because it's thirty dollars more. And now this is on free TV. Like we already yeah. know it's on free no TV. Chance. There's no chance you're going to be dropping got, an f bomb. Or, no. Right. You've got four corporations playing, <laughs> and one of them, one of them is still playing in the NFL. But Manning, you could argue, is still the corporation in the NFL. With all the sponsorships he gets, you got four CEOs of personal companies that are not going to jeopardize anything for a golf match. That's true, but at least Manning, Manning, because he's done playing, I think um, 
probably could get away with just a little bit more. Yeah, I agree, but I'd still like nationwide and some of his big time sponsors of which right, he's but still very you know visible. What he would have, you know what he would have to say to get them to dip out? Not nowadays, nothing. We, no, man, there's no way. No, man. He live in the most sensitive era and sensitivity history. Well, no, see, no, that's the nowadays that people have 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 had to back off of that because those I call them social justice trolls, which are, are still gotcha. No, man, no, it's not as bad now because when people come out in there and be like, "How dare you gonna?" There, it's amazing now that everybody's sitting at home going, "If that's the biggest thing you got to bitch about, whatever that may be." Like with everything that's going on with the world and the virus that we're trying to, to somehow get through this pandemic, the fact that you're going to complain about somebody making a joke about something, like sit down over there and shut up. Yeah, I agree with you. And I hope for the sake of moving forward that that's the mindset. But I still believe that there are a large contingent of people that are just looking for something for people to say to be offended about. I do want to get to some news that happened this morning. Yep. Uh, Bob Herrig just wrote it, uh, ESPN.com, uh, writing that Adam Scott returned to his home in Australia after the PGA Tour canceled the Players' Championship, and despite the tour's planned restart next month, he is going to stay away a bit longer, uh, saying that he's not quite comfortable with the guidelines put forth last week by the tour. And Lee Westwood um, has said the same thing. Lee Westwood said he will not be playing in the for at least the first two events because he's not comfortable and there's plenty there are players that I spoke to mm-hmm. that are not comfortable with I shouldn't say not comfortable they understand the risk and and the high risk that they are going to put themselves in by traveling right and they're gonna do it anyway uh two of the guys I talked to said it's excuse my friends get off the pot. Yeah. And two of the guys said, um, even though the tour is saying you're independent contractors and you don't have to play if you don't want to financially, if you're not in a position to do that, you, yeah, you do have to play, you know, then, you know, some guys could have families. Some guys could just be in a position where they haven't been on the tour for a long time or they haven't made a ton of money and aren't in a position to be like, listen, I'm not sitting at home for three more months. I I just got to get out there and play and try. Well, here's the thing with all of this, and this has been my stance on it for a while. You sh- at least I don't fault them for feeling that way. Either side, you were being given the choice. You've got the choice to come play in the tournament based on the guidelines that are set forth. If those aren't good enough, and you still don't feel comfortable, and you don't want to play, that's your choice. I don't begrudge you for that. I think that everybody should have the choice. It's like anyone in some of these states that are open. If I feel comfortable getting on a plane and traveling to Las Vegas, that's my prerogative. I don't fault the people that don't. So, and I think that's where golf, I hope, puts this out there as a leader in getting this done. We are giving our players the option. If Bryce Harper doesn't feel comfortable playing for the Phillies initially, then you know what, Bryce? So be it. You're not going to get paid, but if that's how you feel, you can stay home. I'm not mad at you. Well, the one thing where I guess golf had been different, but I like what they have decided 
And that is where golf was different was initially it was going to be the season was going to end and with the FedEx Cup. And so you were going to have people that were like, listen, you're you're forcing me to go play to try and earn FedEx Cup points. So I have a job for next year where now that they've combined, not combined the seasons, but they have put everyone in a position where regardless of if you play this year or not, your status will remain the same in a sense for next year. Correct. So you don't, you don't necessarily lose your job or your spot if you don't go play. So another it, great move, another great move. One move that's not great. That also we got to talk about the USGA, which has canceled all qualifying, which in, in doing that in canceling all the qualifying, it's now, I, how do you call this the U.S. Open? Because normally well, there's, yeah, see that, but they're, they, I don't I mean, think you do, but you don't get your great you, stories of local guy that got to the local sectional on the qualifier in Scottsdale, Arizona. The, I agree. I, I, and, and again, yeah. It, and here's certain- the thing with history. Hogan had what would be considered a U.S. Open taken away. It doesn't count. So Hogan used to tell everyone he won five U.S. Opens, but one of the ones that he won was not an Open. It was called the Invitational because of the two, uh, the World War II. Right. So they didn't have qualifying for this, what became an Invitational and wasn't called the U.S. Open at the time, but was it was the quote-unquote air quotes U.S. Open, but in, a, in reality it wasn't, so they didn't count it. So... My issue is going to be, does the guy who wins this one, can he call himself a U.S. Open champ? And now do we give Hogan back the one that was taken away from him? Or is it okay to just say, look, this year it's the U.S. Invitational run by the USGA. It's a little different. And, you know, either it's not going to be – I just – That's what – in all the sports, I don't – there are so many people that I encounter at work and, and that are, that are, and I'm not saying this in, in a negative way that are overthinking the room, similar to what you're doing with the U S open. Everyone just needs to be in the reality and understand we are where we are. So whatever gets played, be it MLB, NBA, NHL right now, because their seasons were going anything that happens, like accept it for what it is. You, yeah, won a, you won an NBA championship after the season was stopped for three months. And we like it, it, it all is what it is. And there will be a footnote in history that in 2020, because of a global pandemic, there were certain measures that weren't typical of the normal season. I understand that part of it. But the problem with this is that there are residual effects and there are certain quote-unquote perks that come with winning this tournament. Unlike when you win a Super Bowl or the NBA championship, it's not like the next year you get to go, hey, guess what? Next year we can set our schedule and kind of play what we want to play against who we want to play against. And so there are residual effects in golf that can be affected and well, that there are things that have to be addressed. Here's where you're wrong with that though. In certain sports like NBA and and baseball specifically because I know more about those, 
there are qualifiers and contracts with at-bats, batting average, slugging percentage, shooting percentage in the NBA, minutes played. There are escalators and contracts that are predicated on certain numbers. Now, again. But those are individual contracts with with teams. So what are golfers? Individual contractors. Yeah, but it's only one team is what I'm saying. So what what happens is you're you're saying that if you win a US Open, then you have a five year window which I'm saying should be allowed. Well like I don't understand what the argument would be. Like just allow it. So you you'd be cool with all the perks that come with winning a US 100%. Open. One hundred percent. Okay. It's and like, I'm I'm just asking. Yeah. I don't I'll be the first one to say, I don't know. I don't know what the right answer is, but I do know that people are who are, I do know this. For me, it's an easy thing to, when they go, well, how are they going to determine who gets to play and who doesn't? Well, we got plenty of computers and plenty of history to go. If in the last 40 U.S. Opens, there have been an average of 16 amateurs that make it. All right, who are the top 16 amateurs in the world right now? You guys got an invitation. And you go, well, in the past 40 years, here's the average number of players that have made it from the Corn Ferry Tour. And you go, okay, what we'll do is take a combination of the top money leaders for the past two years on the Corn Ferry Tour and then the world golf rankings and combine combine those. And those guys who weren't qualified anyway, they get on now too. The worst thing that anybody can do, and we got to make this one short today because I've got workers all over the house that are not being monitored uh, <laughs> Wait, what are you? Are you Bristol House or Florida House? Oh, I've been in Connecticut since first week in April. Oh, okay. And there's there's there are projects going on. So, and I've I've got you know my wife is here in the home office doing her conference calls and work calls, and I've literally got I can just hear them downstairs. I'm like, what the what are they doing? Yeah, see, you're supervised. You got to be supervised. I'm like the general contractor, and I've got a yellow lab. Who knows what he's doing? Well, that's what I'm uh, saying. Just put a hard hat on him and let him just sit I there should. and watch him. A just hard hat and a GoPro. Yes, yeah. So I can see what's going on at We're all. We're good to go. I will say this though, as as we wrap up, because next week's going to be fun. We'll do a quick prediction of Tiger, Phil, um, uh, uh, Peyton, uh, uh, Brady. But I do want to say this real quick, buttoning up your point. I think it is incumbent upon every sport, golf, anyone, to not reinvent the wheel to make this as easy to come out of when things get back to normal. Yep. That's it. All right. Prediction and- time. Because I can't wait to recap the match part two this weekend. Because I'm, <laughs> I'm fascinated by Brady and Manning. Dude, there's, well, and there's all kinds of like side action and stuff. Oh, yeah. Take draft. DraftKings is doing this whole thing, but I'm not touching that thing. I'm not going anywhere near. But like I was on with Doug Kazarian and doing his podcast. So So who do you like? So Tiger and Peyton are the favorites by a lot, but I'm taking Phil and Tom Brady. Why? Because Phil, it means more to Phil. I agree with you. It means more to Phil, and I think Brady because he's made that move to Tampa and because he's still actively playing in the NFL, his competitive juices are still on point. It's like when Steph played in the Corn Ferry Tour event and everyone was like, oh, this dude, he got no chance of playing well. 
And they were like, whoa, how's this dude? I'm like, the guy just came off a win in the NBA championship and he still plays. So those competitive juices, when they're still on that razor's edge, man, that's it's game on. And that back nine, the modified alternate shot. Yeah. See, Brady can hit it further than Manning because you got two guys. One got a bad neck and the other got a bad back. So, it's so like, here's here's what I'll say. I'm going to go on the other side with this. I'm going Tiger and really? Manning because two things. One, home game for Tiger. I love the home game component of it. Right. But two, I'm using the opposite of your argument with Brady in that Tom is so focused on football and learning Arians' playbook and getting getting ready with his new team. Manny's been retired, so he's been able to play a lot more. And the mental edge that Tiger has over Phil, I think, will carry that enough to See, where – Mental edge? Did Tiger I'm win the sorry? last match? Oh, no, I'm talking actual, like, real golf. And Correct, Ma- and, and Ma- are we playing Ma- real – wait a minute. Wait, did you just say that? I'm talking about mental edge on real golf. And wait, is this a real golf tournament? No, no, or is no. this one of your pity events? No, there's a total pity event. But what I'm saying is on the golf course, who owns who on the golf course over their career? Tiger owns Phil. There you go. But this is not regular golf. Now, this what's funny, what I, what I love about this is Tiger owns Phil, Tom owns Peyton in their respective sports. So you've got the ownership of each throughout their careers on opposite ends. But you know but, where Phil owns Tiger? In, in this, these little matches they play? The Tuesday games, yes. And that's all this is. That's all. That's where I – look, I completely agree with you. Tiger owns Phil. On the, on, when it comes to head-to-head in a tournament, big time, on, it's, I'll take Tiger all day, every day, no questions. That's not even close. Not even close. Tuesdays for money, getting in pockets, talking I smack. I oh, agree. Phil so all day, every day. All right, so so you got Tiger to, and I got Phil. Okay. Let's run with that. I just got a text that said you're needed downstairs, and that's all I needed from, <laughs> from the missus. That's all I needed to get. I'm going to have uh, some big caddy news next week, too. Do you? Maybe. All right. Well, maybe. what do you mean, maybe? Well, just some, some caddy information that I'll get out there. Um yeah, well, I'll just that's our tease because we don't okay. have time to get to it this week, but it and it won't change between now and next week, and so yeah. So that'll be the, the focus of next week's show, Memorial Day weekend. Everybody be safe. Oh yeah, uh, understand. Have a great time. Work, yeah, and why it's Memorial Day, but so we'll record after the Memorial Day holiday. Yeah, we will talk caddy news and recap the match. It's gonna be good. Can't wait. But, and you know what? You're watching the match though. I know you're in. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, see, because it's free. <laughs> I'm the caddy. I'm Michael Collins. I am the Maddie. Who doesn't love a freebie? This has been <laughs> Maddie and the Caddy. Thanks for listening to Maddie and the Caddy. Check out more great ESPN podcasts in the ESPN app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Maddie and the Caddy.